Welcome to the AFR podcast. It's Monday, the 28th of March, 2022. So, one hell of a hangover. Steve, round two is done for the 2022 season. And of course, I think you called it last week, but the top five for both of the ladders just reinforces once again that it's uh, almost over. <laughs> oh, I I felt like there was a, a couple of curveballs for me, which is, okay. I mean, you know, you got, you got to go out strong. I mean, if, if, I'm not going to just sit here and like, you know, say nothing because you know it's boring but um but yeah. there, there was there's definitely a few who backed up their week one performances and there was a there's the odd little wrinkle so i don't know if it's but uh but yeah there's, there's certainly certainly a few groups of teams that are red hot and there's definitely a few groups that are not so well, the, <laughs> the brawlers have officially lodged a, a, a request for the season to end now i yeah i think i could see that then be pretty um, happy with that and um, I'm tempted to see if Naomi would like to join the original league. Oh. <laughs> but we'll get to that in a, in a, in a second. <laughs> All right, let's kick into it, mate, because uh, you've got a, a busy day or a busy night ahead, and I'm still a bit tired after the Oxfam 100k walk. I got to the 60k mark, which wasn't too bad. We started at 8 a.m. And, and ended up tapping out at about 11.30 on Friday night, calves hurting and all that type of stuff. But uh, what that the segue is to is thanks today for um, putting that little message up on um, the Facebook site in terms of the, the ruck thing. I did find out, I did notice it when I was on the walk and I'm like, I am not even going to attempt to, to try and fix this on my phone. <laughs> Uh, and then Dave said that he was happy to put the, the message up. So thanks very much, buddy. All right, let's get into it, mate. Let's start with the Super League. We started with the original league last week, the Super League. Dave has already done the commissioner votes. Um, the first game was Bill's Brawlers versus the Farmtons. The Farmtons put up a damn good score here and would have beaten a lot of other teams. But once again, um, their, their horror start to the season starts because they came up against the red, white hot brawlers, 177 to 156. I said to myself today that I'm only going to read out like the one or two best players of each team because I think a couple of times last week I nearly named every single player on someone's on a couple of teams' <laughs> rosters. But when I look at the brawlers' roster right now, I'm like, what two players do I name? Isaac Heaney scored 32, Stephen May got 29.5, Jack Steele got 26 at Tagger, and that's where I'm going to call it. So Heaney was key forward and May was key back. For the Farmtons, Buddy Franklin, obviously, um, kicking his 1,000th goal on the weekend, um, got 24 at forward. Um, Jaden Short did quite well. Um, 16.5 at back and McGovern getting 18 at key back. In terms of commissioner votes, um, Dave gave three to Stephen May, two to Heaney and one to Jack Steele. Yeah, the Phantoms have uh, had a bit of a run. Like it's, it's, it's interesting actually to look at these two high scores and then realise that, you know, you've got Tim Kelly getting 18 at centre for the Phantoms, which mm. is a very low centre score. You've got Aaron Norton who really only... Was you know obviously got injured and didn't play the well, not really the full game anyway. Um, you have Georgia, Georgiades and uh, Caldwell for the Brawlers who are both terrible. 
Um, and yet they both put up massive scores, which, yeah, it's, um, it's a bit scary. And ro- row bottom for the Farmtons was coming off 20 and can't drop down to eight. Yeah, that's, yeah, obviously. Um, but the Farmtons, they, I mean, they're, they're not, they're not terrible. They're, they'd be no, one of the better open two sides. Um, but um, I think there's probably a team in the other league that's 0-2 is probably feeling even more ripped off than the Fountains. We'll get to that. Um, but the Fountains, <laughs> they're not um, – they shouldn't lose all hope. They're just uh, – but I think running into – when you lose the brawlers at the moment, you can't be too upset. No, not at all. Um, next game was the Major Warriors up against the Code Hangers. Code Hangers got up here 150 to the Major Warriors 128.5. Um, Code Hangers, good scores here across the board. McRae getting 35 at centre. Uh, Parfit getting 14 at Tagger. Dane Zorko 25 at midfield. For the Major Warriors, um, the big call-outs here are Christian Bretarka getting 23 at midfield. Clayton Oliver getting 15 at Rover. But also Matthew Kennedy picking up 17 at mid. Um Commissioner votes was three for McRae, two for Zorko, and one for Petrarca. Well, I I know I went I went big last week and predicting the Major Warriors wouldn't make the finals, and they've done absolutely nothing this week to alter that opinion. I can tell you that this is yeah. a pretty uh, pretty ordinary effort from the defending premiers. Um, and it's um, I, I wonder how long he's going to keep playing Petrarca at mid when he's averaging almost forty possessions a game. I. Well, we'll see. I guess. I guess when you've got, um, I don't know, Taylor Adams. I don't know what uh, what's up with him. He's just. He's not. Um, he's. You know, I think maybe Collingwood's midfield is just completely reorganised, and uh, Adams is just not getting anywhere near the scores that he was. But even even if he was, I don't think he'd be getting anywhere near Petrarca. Max Gorn is. Uh, I think his his career as a uh, you know talisman of AFR is pretty much ended this weekend, which, you know, I'm, I'm glad he obviously got a premiership with the Major Warriors this last year, um, but mm-hmm. I, I think he's, uh, Luke Jackson is about to take, well, you know, not take over, like become Max Gorn, but um, but he's going to be doing enough that Gorn is not, Gorn. not he's, he's just not going to be the player we thought we, we no. were used to anyway, so... Uh, the coat hangers. I mean, they did well. I'm, I'm still not 100% convinced. You know that uh, they're all that. They're now one and one. That's that's okay. But um, that, that back line, the ruck, even having O'Meara in the lineup, does not does not scare me. Um, so I'm, I'm. We'll see. We'll see if the coat hangers can, uh, you know, can continue to shuffle their lineup and actually come up with a combination that looks a little bit scarier. But at the moment, they're like they're just beating the. Oh man, geez, one of the at the moment got to be one of the worst performing teams in this league at the moment. That's the defending premiers. Yeah, I, certainly from a coat hangers perspective, have Joe Danaher back in there and actually scoring quite well. Uh, it sort of vindicates why you hold on to him for that long. But um, but yeah, you're right there. Jager O'Meara and Caleb Daniel certainly aren't the aren't the ones that send sh- um, shivers down your spine. All right, next one was the Thylacines up against the Mighty Adams. Massive, massive win here for the Thylacines, 177 to the Mighty Adams, 153.5. I don't think, uh, I think we both called this. I can't remember last week, but some massive scores here for the Thylacines. Andrew Brayshaw getting 40 at centre. Patrick Cripps, 21 at Rover. Willem Drew um, getting 18 at Tagger as well. For the Adams, um, couple of standouts, of course. Max King getting 31. Took Miller getting 38 at centre. And Jacob Wiedering getting a 15.5 at key back. In terms of commissioner votes, 
three for Brayshaw, two for Todd Miller, and one for Max King. Yeah, the uh, this is a bit of a stunning result. The Adams obviously robbed, like they they were, didn't play that good last week, and they managed to rob the uh, <laughs> the um, defending premiers with a pretty low score win. They played far better this week, but the thylacines. I don't know where that came from. That's their first win in a long time. And uh, obviously that midfield was just unreal because <laughs> their mm-hmm. backline forward line were like, okay, but that midfield is like, woo. So um, I don't know. If, I mean, Brayshaw looks like he's gone to the next level. Keys is just awesome. And Cripps is suddenly fit again. So William yeah. Drew, that's back game. Man, the thylacines, if they can actually, if, if Eugle Hagen and Jackson, that young forward line can actually you know, not be utterly terrible like they seem to be reasonably consistently, then maybe the Thylacines are not as terrible as I thought anyway. Um, and the Adams, they just, they're still really struggling. I think, I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if anyone noticed how many backs the Adams tried to draft in the preseason draft. I think they went for about six or seven. Oh, really? And uh, so far, you know, well, as predicted, I think Brad Hill had, a pretty good game after he had zero last week, which is absolutely guaranteed to happen. The moment you know that Brad Hill gets a zero one week at back, you bench yep. him, and he suddenly comes back with a great game. So next week yep. now, I'm sure we'll put Brad Hill back into the team. It'll be terrible again. But um, So the Adams will be having fun with that yo-yo all year. We're waiting for Bailey Fritch to actually be Bailey Fritch. Um, mm-hmm. A little bit worried about Darcy and... Um, Meek splitting the the love in that uh, Fremantle ruck position. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max King, phenomenal though, um, from nowhere, almost pulled something out of nothing. But uh, yeah, so you know they're both one and one these two teams now, and it's a bit of a mix. We're not really sure what's going on with them. They're both um, both a bit of a bit of a question mark. So I guess yeah. we'll see. They are. Um, the next game was Nexus versus the um, the Ashy Convicts. Um, Nexus has obviously had a little bit of a history with the Convicts, and the Convicts um, treat Nexus as like a bit of a bunny. And fair play to them once again. 174 to Nexus at 145.5. Convicts got up. Harry McKay getting 37. Zach Merrick getting uh, 31 at centre. Travis Boak, 21 at Rover. Uh, Sicily getting 19 at um, Keyback and some some other ones that I could keep going through, but I'm not going to keep reading out some names. For for Nexus, Lockie Neal getting 41 was outstanding. You got Aaron Hall getting 17.5, the the two big ones of of, of note. Um, In terms of the commissioner votes, you've got uh, Harry McKay getting three, Lockie Neal getting two, and Travis Boak picking up one. Yeah, Nexus obviously... As they seem to do regularly last year, looking human, which is a little odd when it happens because you kind of scratch your head a little bit. Obviously, they've got a bit of a problem with their tag of position because I don't mm-hmm. think someone you'd really want to rely on there. Um, and we all know that obviously for Nexus, when the Geelong, when Geelong don't work and Hawkins and Cameron get shut down, then uh, it's a bit of a disaster. And but in, fa- man- in fairness, Lion's not a bad tagger. Well, He's normally averaging around the 11s to 12s. Well, we'll see. We'll see. He, I think last, we'll be... last year he averaged, I think it was 11 and a half for this season. Yeah, but we've already talked. Well, I don't know. We we mentioned off air the Lions. Mm. I, I, he seems to have taken a step back. I don't know what that 
he's exactly going to look like. Maybe that means he's still tagging pretty well, but he yeah. certainly did not deliver this week. And uh, no, he didn't. Didn't, uh, we'll get to your game and see he didn't deliver in other positions either. But uh, yep. for the convicts, man, if Harry McKay can keep up his uh, you know form from last year and even you know up it, because I think he really could, given the way Carlton's going and the attention that Kerno will take away, uh, then yep. the convicts, I mean, this has got to be one of the most impressive starts we've seen from the convicts. Like ever, <laughs> like they always seem to be a little bit hit and miss. They're certainly not a finished product. Product with like you know, the likes of Simpkin and Andrews not really delivering, and Membry eh, not as convinced there. And obviously Zach Merritt being injured and now probably being out for the next couple of months is kind of really hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know they've got Boak. They've got I know they've got some, you know, they've got the likes of Dunkley. Like they've they've got other players that might be able to cover that center spot. Um, Will be a bit of a challenge, but they—they it's—it's exciting times for the convicts. Yep, two yeah. and zero. Yeah, you've got some very noisy crickets near you. Oh, it's uh, it's Queensland, buddy. What can I say? Freedom mm. no, bigs. You could just just leave some silence there, and we could use crickets as the <laughs> as, as as a response to one of my questions. No, no, you're you you're dead smack on there with especially with Merrick going out for a while. Um. Last game was Sons of God versus the Macavanian Marvels. This was a close game. Um, Sons of God got up 165.5 to the Marvels at 159.5. Um, for the Sons of God, Charlie Kerno, you just touched on him before with Harry McKay, but Charlie Kerno got uh, 34. Ollie Wines got 36. Um, Bonson Pally at Tagger. Um, getting 16, and Tom Stewart getting 20 at keyback. For the Marvels, um, Tom Green getting 34 at centre, um, Jake Lloyd getting 20 at midfield, but also George Hewitt, who was outstanding, getting a 27 at Rover. In terms of the commissioner votes, it was three for Kerno, two for Hewitt, and one for Ollie Wines. Yeah, I reckon the Marvels will be a little bit taken aback by that performance from the uh, Sons of God. It was certainly a, um, a probably a bit of a surprise. Um, that said, I mean, the Marvels played a, a great game. So yep. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like they played badly or anything. Um, just just for whatever reason, didn't quite get the chocolates. Um, side bottom of tag was a, well, let's call it interesting. I don't think, I've had side bottom for a long time. I don't think I've ever played a tiger. So that's that's an interesting one. Hey, we're I'm all about mm-hmm. the Marvels proving me, you know, that I know nothing with their left field decisions. But, um, but hey, the Marvels are still a very high scoring team. The Sons of God are showing they are certainly no uh, slouch though either. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like almost everybody in the Super League has shown something in this first couple of weeks, except yep. the Major Warriors. The Major Warriors are just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and we can have a look at that. Um, in terms of the, the ladder, Brawlers are on top with 2-0. and o. Convicts are 2-0 and o in second. Then we have, there's a bit of a clump here, um, all on 1-1. One one. Um, third, we've got the Marvels. Then we've got Nexus and Sons of God. That's the top five. Um, then we've got the Thylacines on 1-1 one and one in sixth. Adams on 1-1 one and one in seventh. Coathangers 1-1 one one in eighth. Farmtons on 0-2. Oh in ninth and the Warriors 0 and 2 in ninth as well. In saying that, Ashy Convicts are 24 points back. Then we go all the way down to the Farmtons. They're 57 points back. They're sitting in um, ninth, as I mentioned before. There's a couple of cl- clubs like the Coat Hangers and Adams, which aren't quite as good, but it's still pretty damn close. 
Major Warriors, two games in, already 80, 80, uh, 83.5 points back from the, the Brawlers in terms of their scoring. Yeah, it's definitely a bit of an ouch. Yeah, yeah, they're already pushing um, some stuff up some hills. So they really need a, really need a couple of wins if they can get them somehow. Good. All right. Yeah. All right, let's have a look at the original league. First game was the Chargers versus Natas. I think we both tipped this one. Yeah, <laughs> Natas got up 160.5 to the Chargers, 122.5. Um, for the Natas adulterers, took Miller got 38 um, at centre. Aaron Hall was also pretty good at um, getting 15 at midfield. But Tom Stewart was outstanding, getting 20, 30, oh, sorry, 20 at keyback. Um, Ned Reeves, also pretty damn good, getting 17 at ruck. For the Chargers, really only one call out here, and that's George Hewitt getting 27 at Rover. Yeah, Hind and Biney were okay, but you're right, there's probably nothing on, nothing to write home about. The listen, it's a, I think it's a test of a good team in uh, you know 2022. That when your forward line can kick only one goal and you still crack 160 and and get the win, then you're pretty damn good. And that's Natas would, you know, were definitely not at their best this week, but just such a solid effort everywhere that even when their forward line was terrible, they never looked in doubt, which, um, mm. you know, normally, I mean, like normally we see, you know, the, the big, the big scores in the forward line are what, what can tip results really quickly. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so to get, to get reliable scores, even without your forward line, is um, is really quite the achievement. Um, and uh, fortunately for the Chargers, yeah, they they needed they needed something more from their forward line. And because it's I mean it's the weird thing is that really, Chargers are only one point off Natas on their forward line. So you can sort of see that neither of those forward lines are any good this week. But, um, but yeah, just everywhere else, Natas just so strong. Yeah. And and the Chargers, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's been a rough couple of like you're you didn't play that bad last week, but this this week was was rough. Yeah, this week was yeah definitely rough. Um, in terms of the commission of votes, I gave three to Took Miller, two to George Hewitt, and one to Tom Stewart. Beautiful. Jaden's Stewart's upset, but everybody else is probably happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, next game was the Dozers up against the Scorpions. This was a very low-scoring game, and I even would, would have beaten the Scorpions. That's how bad it was, and the Dozers decided to name Andrew Gaff, who was being out, who was out with COVID. Um, so the Dozers got up 124.5 to the Scorpions, 118.5. Um, the call-outs here for the Dozers, Jack Steele got 26 at Tagger, and Stephen May getting 29.5 at Keyback. Um, for the Surrey Scorpions, um, Dane Zorko, 33, and probably Pitnett getting 15.5 with the two two ones to call out there. Yeah, this was this was like has got to be one of those brutal games I think we've seen so far in the two weeks. I mean, I I I, I kind of rubbished both of these teams last week and said they didn't look up to scratch. But I, you know, as I think I mentioned last week again, I I think both of them tend to you know take a few weeks to sort of calibrate and then they just, just go on a massive win streak. Well, man, let's just put this down to a really really rough bit of calibration happening because wow, they were both bad like <laughs> like i don't know the scorpions backline is just awful yep. there's de- definitely some concerns now with norton uh potentially injured um 
we, we talked about it last week. Luke Parker is no longer a mid or rover or center or anything like that. I don't even know if he's a tagger. So this, to see him keep being persistent with, with there is a bit of a worry. And then there's the, I mean, so there's, so there's definitely worries, the Scorpions that like, I mean, there's not a lot of injuries there. That's just some, like, and didn't crack 120. That's a worry because the dozers, I mean, no gaff, uh, LDU injured, only got one at mid. So like, and there's not many teams who can win after only scoring one point between your two midfielders, not to mention your center only scoring 21 or your mm. forward line not cracking double figures and you still get a win. How is this even possible? Like uh, I, this? Yeah. I, wow. Wow. I have no words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, commissioner votes. I gave three to Stephen May, two to Jack Steele and one to Pittman. Yeah. <laughs> so well, we know Steele and May pretty much are just phenomenal, and that's yep. that's all. Yeah, that's all it was. All right, next game was the Blue Flames up against the Heroes. Big game this one, bit of a grudge match. Um, Blue Flames got up here one seventy six to the Heroes one fifty five point five. Um, some big scores from both teams. Um, Brayshaw was probably the one that really hurt the heroes, getting zero at back. But um, for the Blue Flames, Jeremy Cameron, as you touched on earlier on, um, really didn't didn't even realise he was playing against Sydney at some points. Um, but for the Blue Flames, Lockie Neal getting 41 at centre, uh, Patrick Cripps getting 21 at Rover, Hugh Greenwood 20 at Tagger. Outstanding. For the heroes, um, Jack McRae getting 35 at centre. You got Drew getting 18 at mid and also Witherden getting 18 and a half at mid. But Jared Witts, back to his best, getting 19 a ruck. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny seeing Witts on that heroes team. but uh, And I'm I'm thinking right now the, the Scorpions are missing him a little bit. Uh, I mean, that's not that bad, I guess, but it's still, it's, it didn't seem to be any reason why Witts needed to be delisted when he was. But... Mm. Um, the heroes will be, I think, will be a little bit um, annoyed. I, I, I am 100% sure that they did not intend to play Brayshaw at back. They, I don't think Brayshaw made the lineup, which is... Let's just pause on that for a second. Andrew Brayshaw, in his current form, I think did not make the original heroes lineup. He was only subbed in late when there was an issue at back. Wow. Um, and so, you know... Brayshaw with 40 possessions and I don't know what else couldn't make the heroes lineup. So it's probably a good thing for the heroes that Zach Merritt's injured because now that might be so embarrassing. They keep leaving Brayshaw on the bench. Mm -hmm. uh, but so that, that shouldn't be a problem to fix. And, and, uh, and, but, but obviously they do have a problem in their back line somehow there. Maybe they're missing Rampy. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and the other one, the other question there is memory. Obviously had a great first round, which made the heroes look amazing. Is he actually going to deliver? Mm, um, well, I guess we'll see. We'll see if the heroes have got something else up their sleeve. But wow, the Blue Flames, um, McGovern, I mean, what a pickup. The old man, like it just feels like Blue Flames is just determined to just keep picking up old dudes who, and then and they just, well, they're playing well at the moment. It looks like the McGovern's going to see plenty of that ball on that West Coast back line. So. Oh, especially if they're <laughs> playing with only half a team. Yeah, so, man, just imagine what the Blue Flames are going to do when Cameron's fit. Because, mm. yeah, this, I mean, the Blue Flames, we know how good the Blue Flames have been, it seems like, for a decade. And yep. yet, um, still no title. It's hard to look at them and think, I mean, yeah, they, they are, they do seem to be 
yeah, along with the heroes, probably the biggest threats to Natas in this uh, league at the moment. Um, so, yeah, um, all power to them. Um, well, don't, I, don't 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 rule out yourself and the team that you played <laughs> up against. Um, well, in terms of the uh, huh. <laughs> No, you go. <laughs> I, was, I was just going to move on. Um, from a commissioner of both's perspective, uh, Lockie Neal got three, um, McRae got two, and Patrick Cripps got one, and there are plenty of other people that could have got points as well. <laughs> um, the next game was the Titans versus the Wildcards. Close game, this one. Wildcards got up at 149 to the Titans, 137.5. Um, good game here from the wildcards. Harry McKay, which we touched on earlier on, getting um, 37 and key forward. Dunkley did okay at um, at centre, getting 26. Certainly nothing to write home about, but, but almost as good as Tom Mitchell, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, to, um, Tom Green getting 19 at Rover and Sicily getting 19 at, um, at key back. As I just mentioned, Tom Mitchell certainly down on, on the Hawthorne um, numbers that we all know that he used to get. Um, got 28 this week. Um, ben Keyes getting 21 at midfield was outstanding for Ben. Witherin getting Witherin Witherin Wither. I'm gonna Jacob get getting 15.5. I'm not, I'm giving up. Yeah, I must be tired. Witherin getting 15.5. There we go. Um, and O'Brien getting 14 at ruck. So big win here for the for the wildcards. Yeah, they, they obviously needed to bounce back after uh, round one. And, uh, you know, they, it was a solid, 149 is a solid score. They definitely had plenty of passengers there. Only half the lineup hitting double figures. But um, McKay uh, and Green particularly, yeah, just, and Sicily, like the ones who did hit, hit yeah. well. And, uh, and that was enough. I'm a bit disappointed in the Titans after they, like, robbed me last week. I was, I was like, well, maybe it's going to be the Titans year. And so I can forgive mm-hmm. them feeling that win off me but um and they they were kind of they kind of put out the same kind of lukewarm effort that they was resolving to beat me last week but um dangerfield is like one of those players who's just gonna kill your lineup he's, he's meant to have this he's meant to be amazing because he's dangerfield but but he's he's just i don't know it just doesn't seem like you know how you know how there's certain players who they I mean, win brownlow medals and stuff but in afr even yeah. at their absolute peak, are only kind of good in AFR, and then as soon well, as they Adam, off, Adem Goods is the perfect example. Oh, yeah, Adam Goods, or like, one yeah. of the best players ever to play AFL, but from an AFR perspective, is a perfect bench player. Yeah, nothing. That's all. And Dangerfield feels like that sort of player who, even at his absolute best, was never, never an out-and-out AFR match winner. And now that he's starting to drop off his best, he's. Probably not even going to make lineups. That's well. Yeah. In, in saying that, though, Geelong were atrocious yeah, on the weekend. They, from, a, from a stats perspective, they were atrocious. Well, they were playing Sydney. Yes. Yep, in Sydney and on a milestone <laughs> game for Buddy. But I still think Dangerfield. Is def- I mean, like, well, apart, let's let's we could have another conversation. I think, I think Danger had one touch for nearly two quarters. But, if I remember like, rightly. Anyway, let's be let's be real. Do you actually play midfielders in midfield? Really, really? No, you play backman. Yeah, so let's just talk about that because that's just yeah. that's what probably Ben needs to think hard and long and hard about. And that's if he has backman that can play in midfield. Well, even yeah. an average backman is going to get more than ten kicks. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe you'd think so. 
maybe I need to look at Backman instead of Tim Kelly in my in my midfield then. Um, from a commissioner perspective, I gave three to Harry McKay, two to Ben Keyes, and one to Tom Green. All righty. Next game was the Dingoes versus the Bucks, the highest scoring game of the round. Dingoes. Simple. Easy as you like. 183 to the Bucks, 175.5. The Bucks will be ropeable with this. Um, yourself, mate, Nick Larkey up against the, the seconds, that is the West Coast team, getting a lazy 39 at forward. As I texted to you, as I replied back to you, it's like, if he doesn't get seven, he's below par. So he's obviously, he was below, below par. par on the weekend. Yep. Um, Petrarca getting 40 at centre. Adam Trelaw getting 21 at Rover. Outstanding. Um, Anderson was also good. Darcy Moore was also good and Grundy. Um, for the Bucks, Max King getting 31 at key forward. Um, Parrish getting 35 at centre. Travis Spoke getting 21 at Rover were also outstanding. And there's a couple of others that I could read out as well. Big game here for, for both of you guys. Massive scores. There's yeah, certainly massive scores. Like the the Bucks, I don't think anyone's surprised they put up 175. I mean, even better than last week when they had a you know a really rough uh, result against uh, Natas. Um, and 175 deserved a win, and yet somehow those dirty dingoes did the job. Yeah. With, uh, with you know, still still some problems. Like I mean, like Dago is not really a key forward, um, but. Dingoes have got so so thin at forward. That's like manage. I should have played Zebel in midfield instead of Nick Dacos. Although it was kind of fun to play Nick Dacos just because. Um, but uh, and then yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, and it kind of feels a bit wrong to have Rampy in my back spot. So yeah. hero feels like I've stolen him off the heroes. I feel really. It feels kind of dirty. And let's be honest, I probably should have had Jeremy Howe in there given the way he played, which is phenomenal. Yep. Um, yep. And I, I still don't really have a tag though. Uh, well, I guess Bailey Smith, if he comes back and actually tackles, that would be nice too. It's it's sort of weird to me because I'm looking at this Dingo team and I'm like, I'm thinking I can improve on this in a number of places, and yet I scored 183, and I'm like, I don't buy it. I don't buy it, really. Because Larky's not going to get that every week. No, and <laughs> really, and is not, like, I don't really have, like, with the loss of Ben King, I don't really have a forward. Um, I guess Larky's looking like at least he'll be okay he probably at least get a goal or two at least a week so i can maybe rely on yeah. that but and i guess to go he's probably about that good i need phil thorpe or logan mcdonald to actually well yeah you know play kick a goal or play would be nice <laughs> um, yeah. but i think i'll be waiting a few years before that's actually going to happen so so i i'm just here to be annoying to the bucks it seems like the bucks are obviously one of the top four teams i think but somehow i haven't got a win yet yeah <laughs> Uh, just what they need, a, a top four team to get a draft pick down near the bottom. Oh, they're going um, within the test strategy, it's true. They are, it looks like it. Um, in terms of commissioner votes, obviously it's fairly straightforward here. I gave three to La- three to Larky, two to Petrarca and one to Max King. Now, in terms of the ladder, um, Natasha on top, 2-0. Then we've got the Blue Flames, 2-0, and, and the Wild Cards, 2-0. That's the one, two, and three. Then we have... Heroes in fourth, one on one. Dingoes in fifth, one on one. Titans in sixth, one on one. And the Do- Dozers in seventh, one on one. Then we've got the Bucks, Chargers, and Scorpions. Both, or all three are on O and 2. 
It's quite close, though. I mean, you've got uh, the Bucks only point, uh, sorry, only five points back from the highest scoring um, team, which is Natas, and they are sitting in eighth, as you mentioned just before, Steve. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Like you think the Bucks should make finals, and it'll it'll probably be the Dingoes who I reckon uh, out, and the other the top four other than that, pretty good. Yeah, uh, I think the Titans, Dozers, Chargers, and Scorpions all seem to be. I mean, the Titans and Dozers have managed to get wins, but but only against fellow bottom half of the ladder teams, more or less. So, yeah, it's um, it's looking like the die is cast here. It does, doesn't it? It does. All right, let's jump across and have a look at the Champions League. Things are starting to certainly take some shape in quite a few of the um, quite a few of the group stages that we've got here. In fact. Yeah, they're all looking quite similar in terms of wins and losses for the top three. All right, in Group A, we had Natas up against Sons of God. Sons of God beat Natas here. Um, and then the Adams up against the Chargers and the Atoms on there. So Sons of God are actually on top here with eight points, followed by Natas, followed by the Adams and the Chargers. That is a massive win for the Sons of God. Oh, Oh, without doubt. Like, that is absolute gold. It is priceless. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that Natas are going to get through this group. It's just now a matter of, like... And so that's why it's such a huge win uh, for the Suns. Uh, obviously, the Adams play the Suns in a couple of weeks, um, mm-hmm. and that'll be the Adams' chance to try. And uh, if the Adams can, you know, knock off the Suns there, then we'll probably be all back square. Um, I'm assuming Natas are probably going to be able to handle the charges. Um, so that would be a very interesting circumstance then, like halfway through this group with uh, three teams of two and two. But man, if the Sons of God can sweep the field with a win over the Adams in a couple of weeks, then you'd think they are like so close to being home and hosed, which, um, yeah, which will be tough, tough for the Adams and the Chargers. Um, so massive game for the Adams in a couple of weeks. And I guess the Chargers too, if the Chargers still, I mean, they're not, they're not gone. If they can beat Natas in a couple of weeks. They'll be they'll square the ledger there. So with with Natas anyway, uh, <laughs> got nothing to lose, mate. Got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. But needless to say, I'm sure Natas are like, oh well, being second's not too bad considering where what happens with the draw after this. Yeah, that's right. Maybe the, maybe this is a small part of yeah. Natas' sneaky plan to avoid Nexus in the uh, phase two. Yeah, you never know. All right, the next group is Group B, and we had the Major Warriors up against the Wild Cards. Wild Cards won that one. And then we had the Scorpions up against the Code Hangers, and the Code Hangers won that. So we've got Wild Cards on eight points, Code Hangers are on four points, and Major Warriors on four points, and the Scorpions are sitting in last with zero points, but also their back is really starting to hurt them. Man, this group sucks. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad the wild cards are looking okay I, I mean the wild cards are only kind of a middling team at the moment in the original league but uh, the other three well I've got one win between them in the other leagues so uh, yep. yeah it's um, it's interesting the way the, the cookie crumbles sometimes the wild cards uh, should just waltz this one in and uh, who knows what the hell happens with the other three but um, <laughs> probably won't matter 
I know. Um, this uh, this group is certainly starting to take some shape. We've got the deadly dozers were up against the Farmtoms this week, and the Farmtoms won that. And then we had Nexus up against the Titans, and Nexus won that in a close game, but the Nexus won that. So we've got Nexus on top on eight, followed by the Farmtoms on eight, Titans in um, with zero points, and the dozers with zero points as well. So that's, I mean, there's, whenever, whenever this sort of thing happens with a group, we know that, you know, the Titans Dozers game in a couple of weeks' time is more or less an elimination game. Um, yep. And then Nexus Phantoms, uh, you know, whoever loses is actually vulnerable. The other ones probably. They also play each other in the last round as well. Yeah. So yep. too easy. Too easy. Group D. We've got the Brawlers up against the Blue Flames. <sighs> what a game. Lost by Brawlers got up by a point. Then we've got the Bucks up against the, the Marvels, and the Bucks got up there as well. Um, talk about the, those top three, 177, 176, 175.5. The Marvels just be sitting there going, my God, those numbers are just ridiculous. Um, Brawlers are sitting on top with eight points, followed by the Bucks on four points. Marvels on four points. Blue Flames, zero points. But they're back. You could literally throw a beach towel over their backs. They're that close, all three of them together. Yeah, it's this is the crazy part. Like you know, there's the blue flames. Uh, obviously, zero and two in that group. There is only one team in the other three groups that is outscoring them. Yeah, like this this group is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Um, Wow. So the Blue Flames are far from out of it because, you know, they, they beat the Bucks in their next round and, and they're right back in it, obviously, with their yep. points for that high. But um, so well done, Brawlers. Uh, I mean, pretty close thing, but uh, to be able to actually get their noses out in front is impressive in this group. Got to be impressed with that. Yeah, it's very impressive, isn't it? Alrighty, we take a, a bit of a, um, a break from Champions League this week. So Champions League starts back up again in round four, but we have the qualifying rounds for the um, AFR Cup starting this week. So we've got a couple of teams that get a buy straight through to the round of 16, but one of the we've got a couple of games that do go towards making up that round of six round of 16. Um, what do you call it? Segment of the draw? I can't, well, I can't remember. Um, yeah, <laughs> next. Um, so first of all, it is the Heroes versus the Code Hangers. How do you see this one playing out? Winner plays Natas. Yeah, winner plays Natas. That's the fun. Well, I think Heroes Heroes should beat the Code Hangers. I know they're both one-on-one -on -one at the moment in their leagues, but the Heroes have yeah. been very impressive, really. The Code Hangers are doing okay, but you still back the Heroes to win that one and set up a really juicy round of 16 matchup in Natas. Yeah. Um, and then the next one we have is the Titans versus the Thylacines. Winner plays the Brawlers. Yeah, that's not much fun either. That no. But um, I really have absolutely no idea. The Titans have been... Eh, they haven't really had a big game yet. They've had a couple of kind of slightly below-par games where the Thylacines were terrible and then awesome. So I, I just don't know what's... Who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, who's turning up? All right, next one is the Dingoes versus the Marvels. Winner plays the Dozers. That's a that's a big win, like, man, because the way the Dozers are going at the moment, we, whoever wins that Dingoes-Marvels game is, should be feeling real good about that next matchup. So, uh, But Dingoes-Marvels yep. actually looks like it might be a bit of a, a bit of a challenge. I'm still going to back the Marvels. I think they've put in two really solid weeks. The Dingoes, yes, they had an impressive week this week, but 
Um, their other week was pretty average, and I think they'll probably be a little bit. There's, there's no doubt the Dingoes could pull it off, but the Marvels I would pick. Yeah, Marvels should be a bit too stronger. Um, and the next game is the Chargers versus the Convicts up against the Major Warriors. Wow, again, another. This is weird, isn't it? This side of the draw, like, both the top seeds are, you know, really not that good. So, <laughs> this is, uh, and yet, and yet we have, like, you know, team, like, we've got someone like the Convicts who are 2-0 and having to qualify. It's kind of weird. Mm. Like, it's a very tough matchup for the Chargers here because the Convicts have looked red hot. So, if, if the Convicts can keep that going, they will waltz into the quarterfinals uh, against the Chargers and the Major Warriors. So, um, yeah. But, um well, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm wait. I feel like every every team, especially with the way that we have the forward scoring now, has the ability any random week to pop up and actually, you know, hit a big score. So, um, as long as you've got a forward line, you've got to have a forward line. But you know, that's it's, it's not that long. Probably before I don't know. GWS plays. I don't know no, I wasn't necessarily referring against me. I was just some, yeah, no, but you do have to have a forward line to make the most of, of that um, those six points, obviously. Hogan, it's, it's got to be around the corner. It's around the corner, man. <laughs> well, it's his only only his first game back this week, so exactly, exactly. This is warming up. Yeah. Um, all right, let's jump into and have a look at this week. So I'm just waiting on my browser. There we go. Cool. All right, both have come up at exactly the same time. Of course, I was hoping it would make a decision for me. Let's start with, we'll start with the original league. Um, Chargers up against the Heroes is the first game. Heroes should win that one. Yeah, that sounds like, man, what sort of a draw did you give yourself, man? You started no, it's with the pretty horrible, isn't it? And the Heroes? Like, what the hell? It is pretty <laughs> horrible. If anyone accuses me of giving myself easy draws or stuff like that, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's complete. It obviously, this just shows how random it, com- it completely is. But yeah. Yeah. No, Heroes will win that one. Heroes should win that one. Don't you always pick yourself, man? I do, but now I'm becoming a bit of a realist. <laughs> After It's been 20 years since I've won a flag. If, if I kept picking myself like I, yeah, I would have won about 20 by now. Um, <laughs> now that I haven't tipped us, I'll probably win. Dozers up against the Wildcards is the next game. Wildcards wild should do this. Yeah, Wildcards to keep the unbeaten run going. 3-0 and coming yep. up. Yeah. Big scores, but he could be on the cards for this game. Blue Flames up against the Mighty Bucks. Oh, this Blue Flames, Mighty Bucks this week. Both of them are going to score 200, but the Blue Flames are going to win by like, I don't know, two or three points or something and make uh, Kent cry. <laughs> oh God! Um, all we'll right, next situ- game. We'll hmm? have a situation where the Mighty Bucks are the highest scoring team and still on the bottom of the ladder. Because that, wow. that sounds sounds ironic and and you know funny. Wow! Uh, bottom of the ladder, so you're tipping the Chargers are going to win one. Um, um, next game is the Titans up against Natas. The record is in danger. What? Okay, what? The record is in danger? Okay, give us what's the details. I don't know. I haven't counted it up, but I just remember you last time saying that he's got it to go to through to the mid-season, doesn't he? Undefeated? I, I, I feel like I remember him saying something like that, but I, I could be wrong. Um, I need to go back and count it all up, but it sounds about right. It does seem like it's in danger because the Titans have done nothing yet to suggest that they're going to get anywhere near Natas, sadly. Yeah. 
I, I don't think the Titans, I feel like the Titans could, but they've done nothing to give us reason to back them at the moment, sadly for them. Yeah. Um, and then it's brother against brother, Dingoes versus Scorpions. Well, I mean... You have, you have to win this, don't you? I'm I'm feeling kind of like if I ultimately win this, and I should, the way the Scorpions are playing, they just look awful. So I'm, I'm feeling yeah. like I should, which is, feels weird because I really do not feel like my team is that good. But I feel like I should be able to beat the Scorpions. And man, if that point, if I somehow managed to beat the Titans in round one instead of losing by a point, I'm gonna, I could be 3-0. and Like It doesn't seem right, though. It doesn't seem right. No. I'm not buying it, but okay. I guess, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to pick against myself in that one, the way the Scorpions have been going. Yep. Yep. Um, Super League, game one, we have the Brawlers up against the Mighty Adams. Ooh. So, this is, um, yeah, this is, uh, this could be a real test for the Adams. They're, they're obviously, they haven't quite, they haven't quite looked like hitting their stride, and the Brawlers are just red hot. You have to pick the Brawlers. You do. Uh, Bit of a danger game, though. Those Adams, if Bailey Fritch decides to kick into gear, watch out. Yeah, Brawlers should be way too strong, I think. Should be. All right. Yeah, should be. All right, next game, we have the Warriors up against the Convicts. Convicts are going to teach them a lesson. Yep, Convicts to keep the uh, the uh, hangover going, the premiership hangover to continue, 0-3, Convicts 3-0. and All the way, Ashley. And then we have Thylacines up against the Marvels. This would be a close game. Um, well, yeah. I, if the again the Thylacines, I think surprised certainly surprised me this week with their effort. Um, but I think the Marvels are too strong. The Marvels have got consistency on this side. I don't, I don't trust the Thylacines. They're a bit like the Dingoes. They look terrible one week and awesome the next. I don't buy it. So they they got to they got to show us some consistency before we uh, start backing them against a seasoned outfit like the Marvels. Yeah. Will the Phantoms go 0-3? They're up against Nexus. Who's Geelong playing? Um, I have no idea. Oh, wait. They're playing Collingwood. Nah, Nexus. <laughs> oh, yeah, we are too. No, MCG. Yep. Well, unless... Oh, because of the Geelong forwards. Okay. <laughs> Unless suddenly, like, Craig McRae is just going to sprinkle some sort of weird magic pixie dust on the Collingwood back line and, and turn Geelong into the, you know, old farts that they probably are, then you think the Phantoms are the man. The Phantoms, if, if, if the Chargers are getting the bum steer in the original league, the Phantoms are just copping it in the Super League. Yep. It's just behind at the moment. Yep. Um, I'm tipping the Farmtons in an upset on that one. Woo, okay, we'll come back to that one. Yeah, we will. Um, and the last game is the Sons of God up against the Coat Hangers. This Ooh. is a weird one. Both one and one, and yeah, and neither of them have been super convincing yet. Uh, I'm going to back the Suns. I think mm-hmm. their, their win over the Marvels this week was a little bit more impressive than the Coat Hangers' win over the Warriors. So I'm yep. back the Suns. Yep, I think that's that's fair. Cool. Alrighty, we're done. Mate, we're flown through that one, mate. I got reports to write. You got a sleep sleeping dude, some lactic acid to sort of break down. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna hit the hay. Um, 
Cool. Uh, I hope everyone has a fantastic week. Steve and I will be back this time next week, maybe even on the Sunday. We'll see how things go. Um, oh, there's a 6.20 game over in the West. Okay, that could be a late one. We'll see how things are going for for us. Oh, hang on. Daylight saving ends this weekend, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. That, that, yep, that could be true too. It does. So. It does. Cool. Anyway, we'll figure it out. But there will be one sometime next week. Um, I'm going to stop rambling. Everyone have a fantastic... I just waved at my screen. We're not even on video. Um, <laughs> everyone have a fantastic day. Have a fantastic week. Uh, we'll be back soon. All right, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.